Hey everyone, you're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Andes, and today we're going to do a Q&A. And as always, if you want to leave me a question, you can get on the website, businessbootcamppodcast.com. Leave me a question there. You can also email me at businessbootcamppodcast at gmail.com. And I highly prefer that you leave me a voice note on businessbootcamppodcast.com. On the right on the homepage, you can just click from any mobile or computer or whatever device. Uh, You can click there and just leave me a voice note. Easiest way for me to get back to you. uh, And I enjoy doing that. I always get back to every question, just about every question. um, And uh, it just takes a little bit of time. But I do work on those as much as I can try to do a little bit every day and uh, so today I'm just going to be picking a one of the questions that came in from the website and Scott wrote in I'm going to read what he wrote um, he actually did an application so if you go to business bootcamp podcast at G no business bootcamp podcast.com slash apply you can uh, leave a little more detail of a question there Uh, and so I'm going to read what he says and then I'm going to walk through what I would suggest for Scott and the reason I picked this one is because we haven't done a photographer before so what Scott does uh, is he takes pictures for weddings commercials all that sort of stuff his website is betterimagephoto.com and I'm just going to walk you through his question and just kind of this is one of the saves. So we talk about start, grow, or save your business. And Scott kind of feels that he's in a save part of his business where it was doing better than it was. It, it, it's doing okay. It's making money. It's profiting. But it's not doing as good as he thinks it could or not as good as it used to be. So let me read you the question that he wrote and then we'll dig into it. All right. Says, hey Mike, I've been listening to your to about 10 pod episodes. Oh, let's try this again. Hi, Mike. I've listened to about 10 episodes as I am remodeling our new home. I have photographed 430 weddings in 14 years, and my average client age last year was older and not of the millennial mindset. Bookings went way down as my target, easiest to associate with, demographic shrunk. Bridal shows and referrals worked like clockwork for years. Younger couples, email, ask a ton of questions, meet, can't commit, don't bring mom as a helper in decision making, take three times longer in consultation time only to find either someone, quote, younger and cooler than I, if cool is still the cool word, or an aspiring friend to shoot it for free. My wife took a job, transferred this year 400 miles from Rockford, Illinois to Evansville, Indiana. I haven't dipped my toe into the local area. How do I reframe and get back to the work I loved? All right, Scott. So it sounds like this is something you've done doing on the side, uh, or at least because uh, you say you're getting back to the work you loved. I don't know if that means that you're you're doing it full time and you just want to get back to loving what you do, or uh, if you're doing this part-time so that kind of changes how I'm gonna answer your question here whether or not this is a full-time gig or a part-time gig I'm gonna assume that you do something else uh, for the majority of your income and then this is sort of a side hustle I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that for now um, but I could be very wrong but um so the main thing that I'm going to suggest here to you Scott is probably gonna be opposite to what you are thinking of doing right now 
And for everyone out there, you can go to Scott's website, betterimagephoto.com, and you can actually see his pricing. And I, one thing I thought was really cool, Scott, was the thing that you offered to load up an iPad. You, you give them a new iPad, and it comes with like all their photos and everything. I thought that was pretty cool. But anyways, um, I would suggest a couple things. Number one, the, the biggest thing is pricing. I think you should up your prices. If, you're, if you really feel that you are better than the aspiring friend or the cheaper, younger, cooler photographer guy that doesn't have a lot of experience, if you really feel that you're better than them, you need to charge more, um, in my opinion. And uh, Because if you've shot 430 weddings and you have almost 15 years of experience, I would say that you can justify charging a whole lot more now the reason you want to charge more and this this is where everyone really needs to pay attention to regardless of the industry you're in when you start to charge more you attract different clientele okay and so right now if if, if scott if you're charging say two thousand dollars to do a wedding 1500 whatever and the the next cheapest alternative is fifteen hundred. I mean, sorry, five hundred dollars to say just someone to hire their friend or someone that's really cheap. So your differential is essentially a thousand bucks between the cheap guy and you. Okay, so there is definitely a comparison that's going to start to go on in someone's mind and starts thinking, okay, is a thousand dollars worth it? Now let me ask you the question: If you were five thousand dollars, I know I'm going over extreme here. Uh, but let's say you're five thousand dollars. You're not even the person that is kind of come to you and going to talk to you and do a consultation and go over your all the other photography you've done in the past. If you're five thousand, they're not even considering the person that's five hundred. Obviously, they want to have something very professional. They want to have something uh, definitely better than just their friend pulling out an iPhone and so the type of person that you're going to attract is completely different so I would suggest you would actually raise your prices and so a lot of people when they start coming into stiff competition or they feel like their market is contracting they'll actually reduce their prices but when you reduce your prices not only do you cut back your margin so how much you, your net margin is how much your profit is but you also start attracting these different segment of customers the when you start lowering your prices uh, because you're attracting the people that are cost sensitive they want discounts and they're not as easy to upsell into those other products that potential will make you more money so instead of them uh, instead of you just shooting their wedding or video or a few simple pictures they might want the iPad with all their pictures they might want photo books they might want a website and those are the the, the, the different products that you can upsell and make more money on but if you're trying to go for the low-cost provider uh, you're gonna be in stiff competition with their friend and the person they know that will do it for half the price and when it comes to a service like photography or in my case lawn care or whatever it is, any sort of service, someone will always do it for cheaper. So you can't base your pricing model on price. Really, you can't. Uh, your pricing model should be based upon value that you give to the customer and you should really be so focused on value and what you can give to them that price shouldn't be the determining factor for the client. And if it is, you know, let them go take their $500 friend or their, you know, the person that's going to pull out a flip phone and take pictures at their wedding. 
let them do that. You don't want to be in that market. It's low margin. They aren't going to buy. They aren't going to. Uh, they're not going to also refer you to the type of demographic that you want. Because rich people and people who want nice weddings will typically refer you to people that are have lots of money and also want to have a nice wedding and photography that is higher class. And so, this is something to keep in mind for everyone out there: is lowering your price is almost always a bad idea. I'd say 95% of the time, it's a bad idea. Now, that being said to Scott and everyone else out there, you can't just increase your prices and expect everything to take care of itself because you're going to alienate your current client base if you have a recurring revenue stream or clients that you service on a regular basis or people that patronize your company. And so you can't just raise your prices and be like, oh, we just decided to raise our prices and we're hoping to get a higher income bracket demographic and better clients and less turnover and whatever. You can't just expect to do that. In some cases, it works. Like It might even work for you, Scott, just by raising your prices and attracting a totally different clientele that aren't even considering the lower priced option. That might help. Now, but typically you need to match the price increase with a value increase. And it doesn't have to be technically what type of value you offer, but a perception of value, okay? And a big thing here is your website. Especially if you're moving to a new area like you are, Scott. People are going to be looking and finding you on the website and on the, online. And so I looked at your website, betterimagephoto.com, and it's very much like a blog. And I would expect a, a type, this type of a blog format to be from for an aspiring photographer, not someone that's done 430 weddings. I'm not saying anything bad about the website. The photography quality is spot on. But just the layout and how, like on the homepage, you can scroll and scroll and scroll. Uh, it just seems to be very much like a blog and a whole, so many pictures that you can't really pick out the details and the the nuances of each uh, each picture. And so I think really that's what separates amazing photographers from just the ones that are wannabes. It is the professional ones are able to capture the feeling in the moment. And I feel that having so many pictures doesn't allow the viewer to really dig into the picture and see that you were able to pick out those nuances and the feelings and emotions that are in that picture. So I'm going to give you a website that I just randomly found on, in, online that I thought was a little bit better of it of what you should be going for. And I'm going to spell it out for you because it's hard to say. It's, it's Marine Fish, Fishinger at Fishinger.com. So it's M-A-R-E-E-N-F-I-S-C-H-I-N-G-E-R.com. Don't know this person. They don't, I'm not endorsing them or anything like that, but I just looked at this photography website and this is something that I thought was uh, something you should be shooting for, Scott. Not exactly like this, but the reason I like it is it's very picture-oriented, not text-oriented. You are a photographer, you're not a writer, and so I think when people come to your website, it should be very uh, image-based and very close up, lots of color, very little text, very simplistic, very modern looking, lots of bright colors, and really try to capture those moments in whether it be a wedding or an event or whatever, where there's emotion that's being felt. And like, I love the homepage of this marine fishinger.com. 
uh, I love the homepage, is one picture. And when, when people go to that, they can instantly pick out the, the gestures and the feeling and the emotions in the picture. And that's why they're going to hire you because they want to capture those moments for their wedding. And so having too many pictures, and this goes for everyone, too many products in a retail store, uh, too many options at a restaurant, all of those things can dilute the amount of value that the customer perceives that you can give them. And so, for instance, just recently in our in our local area, a really big company called Sports Authority had a huge mall, uh, a huge uh, store at the mall. And I still remember the first month they opened. I walked in there with my sister. I walked in the front entrance, and I said, "This is just." It looked so confusing because there were so many options, and there was no clear organization, and it just looked like a like a thrift store of sports products. And I, there was no clear signage or like. It was hard to indicate like which departments were where, whether what sports were where, and things like that. And so, I walked in. I said, "Oh, we don't. I don't want to go in here. I can't even like figure this." We literally turned around, walked out. As we're walking out, I told my sister, "Within a few years, this place is gonna shut down because it, it was just so confusing to just walk in there to new new customers." And sure enough, a few weeks ago, they report within the next year they're gonna be closing business and they're gonna be trying to uh, liquidate all of their inventory. And and it's just because people don't want so many options. And we get we get uh what's the word I'm looking for. We get like over overload, and we we go we can't think of what we want, and we need to make it clear. And so whether it be on your website or in your retail store, in your restaurant, any part of your business, whether it be online or offline, needs to be simple, and it needs to highlight the facets of your business that you want it to. Like for instance, Scott, I don't think that you want people to really have to read your entire blog and each post and about every wedding. I think what they're looking for is pictures. They're looking for you to capture the moment. That's what you should be highlighting. If you are a culinary artist and you have a a restaurant, don't have 25 different menu items. Have maybe two or three that you switch out every month. And it creates a better perception of value. It says, hey, this is a piece of art because there's literally only two or three options and it's going to change every month in comparison to like when you go to Denny's or McDonald's and there's a bajillion options. It reduces the amount of value that the customer perceives and thus they are willing to pay less. So Scott, that's the two big things I would like to suggest to you and everyone out there is to raise your prices and and you can do that. And when you do that, you're going to create a whole different demographic that you'll be targeting and a completely different target market for your company. And I'm not saying that everyone should raise their prices. I'm just saying that that's a great way to completely segment your market. And when I say segment, it means separate. It means to uh, to distinguish who you're going after. Because if you try to get in that middle ground, you're going to constantly get the cheap people like you are, Scott, that are trying to like, oh, maybe I could you know, get this guy for 1500 or 2000 and then they're going to bail out for the guy that does 500 or their friend that does it for free. But if you can clearly segment yourself and say, hey, I am the high quality, I'm not the low cost provider, I'm the high quality, if you want it done right, give me a call kind of guy, I'm going to charge you three or $4,000, 
you aren't going to get the tire kickers that even are thinking about going down to the free option. And so it's a great way to segment your market. And we've done it with our lawn care business. We're not the cheapest, but we promise that when people call that we're going to follow up with them. Like today, for instance, someone gave us a call uh, and from the time they call us for an estimate to the time we arrive, talk to them on on the job and, and everything, and then went back to the office and created an estimate and estimate was sent and they got back to us and we scheduled the work to be done. All of that was done within two hours and that's value. And because of that, we probably charge twice as much as the other provider for this particular service that this individual was wanting. And it's not a huge job or anything, but it's, it's we probably charge double, but because we offer the value of, hey, we're going to get it done right. We're going to get it done quick. We're going to be doing it on your schedule. We're going to make sure you're satisfied. Because we added that much value, we were able to raise our prices. And that's how we operate, and that's how we're able to create a company that runs on a 40%, 50% margin instead of the industry average, which is more like 20 25%. And it's by creating that value. If you go to our website, it looks more like a company – it's not it's not your the guy that's pushing his lawnmower around town that has a go a go daddy automated website that's been created and looks very unprofessional like it, it's seo friendly it looks professional it's image centric uh and that's what you want in this you know this day and age of internet and so that's my advice to everyone out there you can raise your prices if you raise the value and the perceived value to your customers make sure on your website it reflects the items and the the value to your client and isn't just a hodgepodge of text images video social media make it clear on what your business is about and highlight the strengths that you believe separate you from the competition that's it for today, everyone. This is Mike Andes, your host on the Business Bootcamp Podcast, signing off.